Hey guys, what's up? This is episode two of the Business and Barbell Talk podcast. First off, we want to start by thanking you for your reaction to the first episode that we put out. We had a lot of listens, a lot of shares. We did not expect that and we're really, really humbled by it. So we appreciate your time. Um, if you have any requests for future episodes, please let us know. We're recording every week and putting one out every Sunday. So uh, no idea is a bad idea. Maybe just one we won't want to do. Anyway, uh, this episode is episode two. It is all about... It is all about programming, the how, the why, what you should look for in a program to make sure that it suits your goals, why we follow the methodology that we do here in Kentucky at both Trace Strength and CrossFit Strode Station, some of the pros and cons of the big programs out there that people know about. We talk about the conjugate method. We talk about linear periodization. We talk about classic Western periodization. We talk about 531. We talk about Mark Ripito. We talk about all of these things. It's a great time. We talk about the max effort method. We talk about CrossFit, everything that you could want to know. Um, it's only about a 40-minute episode. We could have gone on for uh, much longer, but we decided to uh, call it there so we didn't overload anyone. Um, I'm sure we will talk about this more in future episodes. If you'd like, to, if you hear us talk about anything and you have questions about it specifically, um, let us know. We can answer it for you in a future episode, or we can just post it up online for you. Um, anyway. We appreciate your support, and uh, here's episode two. Enjoy. Cool. Hey, what's up, guys? Hey there. So we're going to talk about uh, episode two here. We're going to talk about programming a little bit. Uh, that's one of the big things that coaches get asked about a lot. Um, you go to different gyms. Inevitably, there will be differences in the programming that you see, unless they're all following like one central area. And even then, gyms tend to put their own little spin on it. Um, regardless of what they're doing. So today we're going to talk about programming a little bit. Uh, we're going to cover a couple things. Why do we program the way that we do? Why do we follow the methodology that we do? And why do we believe in it? Um, how do you choose a program? This is a thing we get asked about a lot. Um, and it's going to be based on a couple different factors that we'll get into. And then what are the pros and cons of different forms of programming, right? And what should you kind of be aware of when you're looking to do one thing based on another? So, uh, Josh, you yeah, kind of came down here and where uh, you guys moved over here and started implementing conjugate and have had a lot of success for it. So like I would say lead it off. Yeah, but that's not, that's really not where we started. No. Um, so like we, we've been open five years in next month. So probably for the first two years, we followed a, a linear program. Mm -hmm. You know, we were, I think, I think we we kind of started with like a, a Mark Ripito like five by five deal, and then uh, we transitioned into the more five by threes and you know rotation yeah. five by five, five by three, five by one. And what we found was that the majority of the people aren't very good at tracking, mm -hmm. and they didn't necessarily care what was on the bar. So like. The whole, you know, the whole point, I guess, you know, defining a linear program is like adding weight yeah. week after week, right? It's and kind of sneaking weight onto the bar before your body does it. Yeah, accumulating volume and adding a little bit of weight each time. Well, if you don't track what you're doing, you're guessing every week. <laughs> so um, I would say the vast majority of our people didn't know. And, and yeah. in the beginning... I don't know why, but I could remember everybody's weights. I yeah. just did. So, like... When we were small, you know, and only had, a, you know, a handful, 15, 20, 25 members, like I could pretty much remember everybody's weights for all the cycles. Mm -hmm. I have a good memory, I guess. But yeah. so 
I could tell them where they could be every week. But then we grew to a point where that was no longer like it was. It wasn't feasible. It wasn't feasible, and it was just like, man, I feel way more invested in it than you guys. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah. So it just didn't make sense mm-hmm. for a while. So then we we kind of started dabbling into the conjugate stuff um, or concurrent programming, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever you, however you want to call it. Um, When people hear the word conjugate, I think a lot of times they they think of like West side barbell and the conjugate system in itself just means you're trying to do several things at once, right? You're trying to get stronger, faster at the same time. And you're not doing it in separate blocks, which would be like block or linear periodizations, Mm -hmm. I've always, I've actually, I've heard the argument a couple of times lately that, that like, it would be like, uh, I think Jim Wendler said it, that like something like, like CrossFit would be conjugate. Yeah. Because right? it's just that, because con- it's that variation. Yeah. CrossFit right, right. in itself would be a conjugate or a concurrent yeah. programming. Right. Um, because of all the variation. And you're trying to bring up multiple things at one time. Yeah. Essentially, that's what conjugate means for, without getting too mm-hmm. deep into it no, for, sure. for our listeners. So we just kind of started dabbling into the rep maxes and we liked them for a lot of reasons it kind of there's that rpe scale that people talk about sometimes when you're in fitness or lifting weights and that's an easy way to think of that is like when you go to the doctor and they have that little smiley face chart on there and it's like what is your pain from one to ten right yeah rpe is like your perceived exertion yeah it's your rate of perceived exertion yeah so we just kind of to us, like that is automatically built into the conjugate system. Mm. Here's your sets. Here's your reps that we're looking for, and we're gonna go as heavy as we feel like we can do today. Yeah. If we have a record for that, we're gonna try and beat it. If we're feeling like crap, we call an audible and we yeah. do, you know, and we <laughs> yeah. do volume or we do something else. So like, when I hear people talk about all these different styles of training, I feel like it's got it built in. It's yeah. it's built into the program. To factor in a lot of outside influences that can um, affect one's training mm-hmm. on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You had a bad night of sleep. Your kid was up all night. Yeah. You're going through stuff at home. Your job stinks. Like, all that stuff matters, and it, and it plays a factor in what we do. So, in the group setting, this style of training, it's easy to manage a pretty diverse group of folks. Yeah. All within the same class and get what each person wants out of it yeah i think no i think absolutely and i've I've always said that like i i so like i prefer rep maxes and i prefer a conjugate style of training just because i think that like if you can make sure that someone is going to recover properly their nutrition's in check and everything then i think i think like a classic periodization percentage work is totally fine right classic building up yeah Um, i think it works really well and if you have a specific goal in mind like you know what i mean like you have this powerlifting meet, you're going to do mm-hmm. this 12-week yep. linear periodization. Like, you're going to get stronger doing that than you would yeah. a conjugate system. Yeah, and I think that, like, I think that for just general people, though, that, like, they're just trying to work out and, like, the uh, the go, like, maybe recovery is not at the top of their list. Maybe they're not thinking about it, right? Maybe their nutrition's not perfectly in check. They're under-eating, over-eating, something. Like you said, they had a, they had a bad night of sleep. Um, I think that you can throw off a progression really easily. Um, yes. Uh, with, you miss with a week because kind of you get yeah, sick or, you know right? what I mean? Um, because those, those, those types of cycles are also predicated, like their success is predicated upon you hit every point of the progression. 
and you suddenly just miss a three by three at 85% one week. And then the next week you have like a five by one at like 92% or something. Like I'm just pulling that out of my butt. Um, like you've missed, you've missed a building block for yes. that following week. So, yeah. yeah, no, I agree. And that's, that's kind of why we shifted away from it. Um, mm-hmm. wasn't, I mean, just, just really trying to accommodate the most number, the accommodate the, the group. And, you know, if, if you don't track your stuff, which I think you should, everybody should track all their stuff. Yeah. You come in and do the, the best heavy double that you can do on your bench press that day. And yep. it is what it is. And if yep. you don't care to track it, then yeah, your speed work's going to get thrown off. But a little bit. Yeah. But yeah. the, but the end of the day, like it's going to be, it's, I, it's, it's just the best. We found it's the best way. And other people might make an argument for other, other ways. And <clears throat> We're always training strength. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I think in the CrossFit world, and, and you know, like we did this, you know, in my early years of CrossFit, it was like, all right, we're going to do a 12-week back squat progression. So we would, like, back squat every week mm-hmm. for 12 weeks, and then after that 12 weeks, we wouldn't see it again. Yeah. So. It would kind of come and then go away. Yeah, come and go which, away. Which happens a lot. It right? happens a People lot. go through progressions and then, like. That's always, you see that, not to cut you off, but, like, I see that a lot with, like, I've seen that a lot with, like, some online programs is that they go through blocks of, like, especially CrossFit ones of, like, we're going to do eight weeks of gymnastics, and then they do eight weeks of Olympic lifting, and then they do eight weeks of, like, speed work, and then when you get back to the gymnastics, people are, like, online complaining, they're like, well, these feel like crap now, and I'm like, yeah, you've been away from it for however, like, for, like, 12 or 16 weeks, right, yeah, you haven't been focusing on it, like, so, I get what you mean. Yeah, so that's, you know, that's kind of how we got to where we are now, um, and it looks different. It's changing mm-hmm. all the time. You know, we've we've kind of decided. We touched on this a little bit in the last podcast. Is like we've kind of decided philosophically, like although we want people to go hard, we don't necessarily push head to head competition in the class. Mm-hmm. Um, we do some power snatches, mostly from the hang, and we will clean some, mm-hmm. mostly for quality and strength development and not for conditioning. Yeah. Every once in a while we'll see some light Olympic lifts. Yeah. Um but not it's not a regular part of our program. Mm-hmm. Um gymnastics movements, like we don't we do gymnastics, right? You should be able to move your body through space. That's important. Yeah. If you want to compete in CrossFit, we'll work on the higher skill stuff. But for our general population, we're not doing a ton of the other higher skill stuff. Yeah. And if people want to learn, by all means, we will teach you. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, handstand push-ups don't make a lot of sense for our 48-year-old dads. It's just... Yeah, man. I mean, it's and it's one of those things It's like I, I've always, I've always seen... Is it fun? Yeah, it's maybe. a cool party trick. It's awesome, right? Um, um, I've always seen a lot more value in like being able to like. Can you strict press your body weight? Yeah, I see it, or like, or like all like eighty percent of your body weight. I see a lot more value in that kind of thing. And I've been right? a big fan of like the kneeling, landmine presses here lately, and mm-hmm. like I just think, with our population and like how we can best serve them, like I think I just like those different variations of pressing um yeah then the handstand push-up so um and i think it just like piggybacking off of what you said a second ago was pretty good about like for like your population right for our population and what like 
what people want, right? Which kind of leads into the next thing of like, how do you choose a program? Yeah, like, for sure. You, how do you decide what to do? And it's also like, I feel like when you get into these kind of conversations, somebody's always inevitably like, like kind of butthurt about anything anyone says. And it's like, everybody has different goals. Like mm-hmm. straight out, my goal is never to be a high level Olympic weightlifter. My goal is also never to go to the CrossFit Games. I don't ever really plan on competing in CrossFit again, right? Because I don't like to compete that much, right? I really love to train and to coach. Um, but it's like if comp- competition's your goal, then you have to train a specific way. Same way that like we focus on GPP, but we will teach somebody how to do something. Sure. If they're trying to find a gym to just go to, like for the classes and the accessory work that will get them to like competition. Like, maybe we're not the spot for it, right? Because it's just not, we're not pushing it. Or they need personal training. Yeah, or they need, like, more one-on-one attention, right? Um, And that's just kind of how I feel about those those programs. Um, I had a thought, and it kind of went away. Um, (laughs) You know, so when we, we, okay, I know where I was going to go. So, you know, like, when Corey and I started the gym, like, you know, we're all kind of disciples of this, like, CrossFit football stuff, which was, mm-hmm. like, short, fast, heavy, hard yep. work, right? And a lot of lifting, Metcons were killer, but they were short, like, 7 to 12 minutes. And that's kind of what we came up in doing. That's what we like to do. Yeah. But, I mean, and, again, that's not for everybody. So, like, when Corey and I started the gym, we're like, this is what we're doing, man. Like, mm-hmm. this is it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you, and our program evolved as our – clientele developed and and it really wasn't like we had this thing of like what we thought we were going to do and then what it really turned out to be so our program adapted with the needs of our members not i mean certainly we have some bias Mm -hmm. but everyone does it it kind of it evolved it evolved with who was coming through our doors like you know these like Mother, you know, moms with three kids do not want to come in and do like, or possess the capability to do some of those, you know, old CrossFit football workouts that yeah. I loved. And, yeah. you know, we, we genuinely enjoyed. And that's, um, you know, we're like, oh, man, we can't do this. Like, people mm-hmm. are never going to pay us to work out here to do some of this stuff. So, you know, it, it just evolved. Yeah. Um, to, you know, like this more of a GPP model. So like, man, I don't want to be too in depth with this. That might confuse some of our, our listeners. So like GPP is general physical preparedness, right? We talk about that all the time. CrossFit in itself, in its beginning was a GPP program, right? So CrossFit has its triangle or its pyramid of fitness, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's some other ones. GPP is like the one of the bases of fitness, right? Of yeah. this like pyramid. If you look at Louis Simmons, like conjugate Westside barbell stuff, yep. GPP is the basis. Mm-hmm. So then there's another rung on this triangle, right? Of this pyramid of SPP, right? And what, that's sport specific, or more of a more of a sport yeah. physical preparedness, yeah. right? Yeah. So stay with me here. So. Yeah. At a point, CrossFit shifted mm-hmm. from a GPP program to a SPP for the sport of CrossFit. Yep. Absolutely. So, like, and I think 
that was more reflective of what a lot of people were programming in their gyms. Yeah, 100%. So, and I think from day one, we didn't ever, like, if anybody knows anything about the CrossFit football workouts, they are not SPP. No, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're, they're work. They're full of, like, grunt work. And that's, yeah. that's kind of always what we liked, so... And the goal was always to complement the lifting or the dynamic work for the day. Correct. Right. So. Yes. So like that, we, we talked about that shift a lot. We had a lot of conversations where we'd work out and talk about training a lot. And we were like, we don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. We don't want to do that. We think there's going to be a shift back. We, we, we really think that people are going to shift more um, towards what we're doing. And I, f- I really feel like. We are st- we're kind of ahead of the curve in some respects of how we program um, for our, for our CrossFit classes. So I agree with that. Um, and I think and I think it's 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 interesting that that like that that shift happened, right? And I I understand I just like when you see it like and I got into CrossFit like after that was already happening. I think. Um, but, like, I've always kind of understood from a coaching perspective, like, the allure of that, too, right? Like, oh, it's cool. It's, it's cool it's, stuff. It's really it's cool. It's sexy it's, to write out. Like, it looks, it's, it mean, it looks it's, awesome. It's so much fun. We could fun. do this EMOM for 20 minutes of, like, this gymnastic thing. Then yep. we're going to snatch. And then we're going to do some, like, Metcon. And it's cool, to, it's cool to take a workout that you see someone do at, like, the games and try to, and try to bring it into your gym, right? Because there's that instant, like, kind of, like, connection with, like, the Matt Frazier's and the Tia Toomey's and the Rich Froning's and, like, all these people, right? Like, you kind of feel like, oh, that's cool. And I've also always said that's why people like to compete in CrossFit to a certain degree because you, you might be thousands of places below them, but your name is still on the same leaderboard as Matt Frazier. Well, you know, right? like... And for people, that feels cool. Yeah, for sure. Right? But it's also, like, that's not sustainable. And it's kind of interesting that, like, that, like, you brought that up because I've noticed I was having this thought this morning. Well, I mean... <laughs> Like Chris Spieler, yeah. if you're a CrossFit person and you've been around a, a while, like Chris Spieler was like one of my favorite CrossFitters. Mm-hmm. Matt Chan, like those were guys that I just, when I first started, like I really was into their training and stuff. Matt Chan was my dude. And I, I just like CrossFit. really liked, and and I am guilty of the things that I'm talking about. So let me not, I am guilty of this. Like I followed like this bullshit competitor program that I couldn't do. 98% of what was supposed to be done, me and uh, we've tried to do this outlaw, the outlaw way. And it was a big online program, like all Olympic lifting. Like I can't Olympic lift to save my life. Like I'm terrible at it. And I tried to do this, like it was awful. It yeah. took me like three hours a day mm-hmm. and I was terrible at it. Um, so like I've been there. I've been in that position where I thought I was probably better than what I was. And like... I could do this magic program and it was going to make me this great CrossFit athlete. When the truth of the matter is like, I don't have it between my head to be a great CrossFit athlete. Cause yeah. a lot of being really good at CrossFit is like the ability to suffer. Yeah. And I don't have that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's, it's, it's um, like, I only have it in a couple spots for CrossFit. I don't have the ability to like let my hands just rip open. Right. Now you put me on a bike and I'll, I'll fall off the thing. But, like, I don't have the ability to do muscle-ups until, like, my hands bleed or pull-ups until my hands bleed. I'm like, nope, that hurts. I'm done. Yes. Right? <laughs> like, and that's not what we want to promote on a daily basis no, in a class. Course, like, right? that is, like, the extreme end of this. So, you know, kind of, like, trying to bring it back in. Yeah. Um, this is kind of how we got to where we're at in Winchester. You know, like, 
it could be different here in Georgetown. Like we just don't know, you mm-hmm. know, we're using the base of that program and, you know, based on your clientele, it could look a little different. Yeah. Um, so if somebody's coming and looking for a gym, it's like, well, I think you need to evaluate an honest evaluation. And sometimes, you know, we're here to help with those things. Like is your goal competition or is it just general health? Is it to, um, are you looking for something to complement uh, a weekend sport that you do? Are you into yeah. running races? Are you into obstacle course races? Um, like, do you ride horses? Do you shoot guns? I don't know. I mean, yeah. What do you what do you do? what do you like? Yeah. And then like, what is what do you want out of this? Oh, you just want somewhere to go sweat for an hour a day and like meet some people. Like all those things are very achievable within our group and class setting, mm-hmm. um, especially because we're not our week is programmed out. Like we know what we're doing. We know like on Mondays and Thursdays, like it's going to be a lower body lift. It's going to be a max effort or dynamic lift on Tuesdays and Fridays. We know we're going to train our upper body for our strength portion, mm-hmm. the dynamic and max effort upper or a repetition method. Yeah. Wednesdays and Saturdays, GPP, like we know what our week looks like. Yeah. So it's real easy. Oh, like, Oh, your goal is just to get like build your engine. Cool. Wednesdays and Saturdays, man, those are good days for you. Yeah. I want some strength to supplement my running. Okay. We'll come like a Monday and Friday. You know what I mean? Or, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's really manageable within our system. And I, I never liked the, um, the veil of like secrecy with programming and CrossFit. Like I remember getting so pissed all the time because the workouts didn't get released till nine o'clock. And here I am refresh, refresh on my phone. (laughs) What's the workout tomorrow? What's the workout? What shoes do I need to wear? Like, yeah. Um, you know, and I just don't, we, I've never been about that. We, we put our, we do our programming in blocks. Like it's got a, there's a reason behind everything mm-hmm. that we do. Like it's, and you know, you know, you're writing a large chunk of our programming now. Like yeah. there's just more to it than just picking stuff that looks hard. And yeah, as there should be. And we, right. and we want to like people work, people have busy lives. Like it's not like some game to me, like put, <laughs> But we put the workouts in, you know, the, this month for our gym, they're in for the whole month. Yeah. And it really just depends, like, who does them and what their preference is. Mm-hmm. They're always in there at least for the week. Yeah. On Sunday, yeah. they get put in for the week, always. Yeah, when but, I was doing it, I liked doing it a week at a time. Yeah. I liked going in on Saturdays or something. People Sundays. need to be able to plan their week. Like, I don't yeah. like the – and I know why they do it, right? You do it. Um, but aside from that – we want our folks to know what we're doing so we can help them meet their goals. And so they can think about kind of what's going on that day, yeah. what their plan is. Like today we're doing our week five of six pull-up progression. Like yeah. what did you do last week? What am I want to working on today? Like what are you building into? Yeah. Right. So, so they can think about it, you know, besides like here, here's like last second, like this is what we're doing. Mm. I don't know. So. The program it should like it should do program it should I've always thought it should do two things it should like it should go it should go a direction, right? Like you need to have a direction that you're that you're pointing your like your gym and your clients, and then it also needs to complement whatever it is that you are doing outside of the gym. I think, right? Like I I've I care about being strong, so I like my work complements getting stronger, right? And and if we're gonna lift as many days as we do, strength kind of becomes our foundation. Our conditioning has to has to like assist and not take away from it, right? Which yep. is a big thing I think people miss, which is another problem with just like writing something huge and random down. Yeah, right. And 
And, you know, if you're looking at like, all right, strength is our base, and then we're building our GPP or general physical preparedness around our strength. And then it's like, okay, cool. I want to do something more specific. Yeah. And then you're like, all right. And then it's just, it all pieces together like yeah. a nice puzzle. You want to run a marathon? I don't want to run a marathon, but you might. And you plug in those endurance days around your main strength days. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, it, it it works. Yeah. It just works. Yeah. It, um, we've seen it too much to know that it doesn't. And, and the yeah. stronger you are, the the less wear and tear you're going to face on those endurance type events. So mm. I think without getting down that rabbit hole, that's a podcast in itself with yeah. strength training for endurance <laughs> yeah. athletes. But, um, you know, it's just, it's just something that comes up pretty regularly. So, yeah, for sure. Um, so if we want to talk about choosing a program, we kind of talked about it a little bit. If you want to be competitive in the, in a certain sport, or if you just want general health, you need to kind of lay out the parameters of what you're looking to get out of it. What are your goals? And then you need to talk to the trainers or the staff at that facility to make sure that they align. Um, because not every place is a great fit for everyone. You know, if you want some real technical Olympic weightlifting, like we probably wouldn't be a good gym for you. Um, if you want to do, I don't know if, you know, like we have a bunch of strongman stuff, but, yeah. um, but if you're a strongman competitor, you should probably go talk to somebody that knows a little more. Yeah. We could probably get you started. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You know what I mean? We could get you started, but if you got very serious with it, you know, there's some guys that I would recommend you to go to. And, Mm -hmm. and that's just the thing of like, you need to find coaches that can, um, can help you get where you're trying to go. Yeah, for sure. Right. Like, and like, we all have coaches, right? I don't think yeah, for sure. that people understand that. Like we all talk to people like, yeah. as coaches, we have people that we work with because yeah. we want to get better. Um, I've, I've always, I've always put it that like, you can't just stay in your own little corner of the woods. Yes. Right? Like, you, you have to go talk to people and you have to figure things out or you're going to be left behind. Right. Like you're going to be left behind. Um, like you, like, you have to have people that sort of like keep you in check or keep you accountable. Like I just started doing that with a buddy of mine. Like we have a weekly phone call cause he's getting into coaching and he wants someone to keep him accountable to like, is this information good? Is this valid? Do you think I'm doing the right things? Is like, is this a valid concern I have about coaching or clients? What should I do with this person? Like, so we talk for like an hour to 90 minutes, like every week just on the phone. Right. And it's just like, that's just him taking some accountability. Right. And everybody needs some of that. Yeah. I mean, I do it with my programming, my gym stuff. Like I have a business coach. Yeah. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> I have no idea, man. Like yeah. I, I got on the internet and Googled stuff like, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I really, when we were starting the gym, like I didn't know. You talk to people that have done yeah. it and you get a direction and you find out what are the most important things and you triage it from there and attack, create plans. And, and you know, so like same thing goes with training, business, life, whatever mm-hmm. you need to, you need you need help from people. Yeah. So, um. so after that, right? So after like we talk about like how do you choose a program? Why do we follow the programming that we do? Um, what would you say are the pros and cons of different forms of programming? Um, we can start with ours. Yeah, we can start with a conjugate model. Uh, pros are it's fun. It's yeah. a fun way to train. You're yeah. doing a lot of different things. Um, it's always it's always changing. It's always evolving. 
it blends really nicely with CrossFit, yep. where CrossFit is constantly varied functional movement. Yeah. We are constantly varying our lifts and adding some little spice to, you know, the basics. Mm-hmm. We, you know, we're, we're primarily built around squat, bench, and deadlift, press, and we're just doing different flavors of those, yeah. either from the floor or from to a box or kneeling position, like we're talking about. Yeah, kneeling position. You know, so it it just brings a little spice of life to your training. It it pinpoints different weaknesses mm-hmm. um, because you're always changing. So you find where you're weak. You can fix where you're weak, and then you know you're always chasing that weak link. Um, it um, it does a really good job of that. Uh, yeah. S- some of the knocks on it are. It's inconsistent. The volume is low. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear a big one is the the variation causes a lack of specificity. Yes, that's the big. That's the biggest one. I hear yeah, but what is our specificity for? Like we yeah. don't. We're not yeah. powerlifters necessarily. So yeah. like and that's what that that has to be the follow up question. Yeah, and like you know, I think I don't know some of the best powerlifters in the world follow conjugate mm-hmm. systems. So like, and I've always I've always made the argument that like on your dynamic effort days you go through three week waves of that. Like you're getting three weeks of the same thing, right? Like, I mean, those are practice days. That's, yeah, no, yeah, those are that's, volume practice days. Like, to and, me, that's the specificity. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, it. without trying to be too defensive of it, I, I do realize it has its shortcomings. Um, but at the same time, like when we were doing the linear periodization, like I thought it was boring, so boring. Yep. You know, and as somebody, probably the strongest I've ever been is after I did 5-3-1 for 20 weeks. But my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man. Like, I was bored. Yep. I was bored. And – you know, like it's just the same lift mm-hmm. over and over. Hit yeah. your percentage. Dun 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 yep. dun dun dun. In that, in that, like again, and that also goes pretty well with CrossFit. Like you can make it yeah. work within your class setting, but it is boring. And a lot of people like, like we talked about earlier, like they like to come in and like know what they're gonna do, right? That's why a lot of people like the class setting for fitness is because they come in, it's on the board, they don't have to figure it out, correct? Right? And a lot of people like that about things like five three one or like a classic like linear model is that they can come in, they know what they have to do, the percentages are laid out, cool, got it, whatever. Like, uh, I think Louis says that like the only limiter of like a conjugate method is your imagination. 100%. Right? So it's like if you're not like a super creative person, you may like really struggle with like a conjugate method. Because because you're going to be like, well, I, I don't know what to do. And it's like, use the future method well, yeah it's future method right it's yeah like, well it's like, yeah like, for sure like, and you learn thing, you right? learn you figure it out um but yeah like the other like thing that. is like i can make the argument where our population is older like you're training different training grooves all the time with the variation yeah so sure. like someone like myself you know like i'm not that old but mm-hmm. i've been training a while and some stuff hurts it gets banged up and i can train around those injuries just fine and still maintain a high level of strength yeah through the conjugate system. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the linear periodization is great. Like, oh, if you, yeah. you know, I, I think, and when I program for people that are doing their first powerlifting meets, like we do more of a linear periodization, but you can build that into the conjugate system too. Mm-hmm. You can build it in and yeah. it just, people just get stuck on the word and they just hate it yeah. just because it's, attached to Louis and Westside, I think. Um, yeah, and I think, I think the biggest... brings a real negative to it. The biggest thing, like, I remember when I first started programming, like, for people, I would talk about, like, a conjugate style of training for utilizing rep maxes. And people would be like, well, I'm not a powerlifter. Yes. I'm like, yeah, you don't You don't have really have to be. To be in- I'm like, neither of the people that I learned, that I learned most of my coaching from. Yeah. Right? Like, or most of my programming skill from. They're not powerlifters either. And right? the, um, you know, block, block periodization just doesn't make sense for us because mm-hmm. we're not... 
I mean, I think you got to train strength all around. Like we're yeah. not, we're not in our CrossFit classes. They're not training for anything real specifically. So yeah, we do. We have blocked our training a little bit, like in terms of the open. We'll wave out. Yeah. Once the opens over, because it's like the exhale of, you know, people going really harder, yeah. like training harder than, or not even training. Those would be testing. Yeah. Testing workouts for five weeks harder than they normally would. So there's just like a little burnout at the end of that. So we oh, yeah, we yeah. try and do some fun, little more bodybuilding style mm-hmm. stuff for four to six weeks following the open just to to mix up our training a little bit. But yeah, and you need that. Yeah, for sure. It's fun. People loved it. I was surprised. Like, I think this is the first time ever on New Year's Day we didn't do, like, some, like, punch you in the face, like, <laughs> miserable workout. And yeah, it's like, what? That's a really bad idea to do on New Year's Day anyways. Like, people are hungover. Yeah. They ate like crap. They haven't slept well. And let's just yeah. go do Murph. Like, yeah, let's just, yeah, let's just go ruin ourselves. We had, like, a lifting day. And mm-hmm. people were able to talk. And it was so much fun. Yeah. Um, not to get sidetracked, but no, I just, you know... Um, everything has pros and cons and you just need to, if, you know, if someone's trying to sell you their system and they, it's all It's all perfect. Like this is not the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Um, what we do has some downfalls. Um, I think it has more pluses than the negatives or else we wouldn't do it. I think we're always looking at it. We're always trying to take member feedback. We're looking at our injuries. We're looking at, you know, we we talk about this, Chris, as you know, like we we meet as a group of coaches every week and we talk about programming. We talk yeah. about what's going on. So, yeah. Um, and you need that. I think so. Yeah. I think open dialogue is sure. really important. Um, and, you know, you posted something about this week. I think it was like, don't be so married to something that you're defensive of it. Yeah, you can't be you can't be emotionally invested. And in, in it was you can't be don't be emotionally invested in exercise selection. Yes. Right. Like, don't there if you were training right and that's like i think there's a distinct there's a distinction between training and exercise for sure right or like just working out Mm -hmm. like training means there's an end goal right or an end date or like an end product that you're after like working out and exercise just means you're kind of just generally going in and moving around and like you don't have something in mind you just know that you should be moving and try to be healthy yes right like when you're training you have to do what things. you have to do. Yeah, like You for have sure. to do certain things, right? Um, like, like, I'm not a huge fan of cleans. I'm just yeah, not. Like, yeah. I'm not a huge fan of of, of, um, of cleans mm-hmm. for our ath- for my, my high school athletes, strength and conditioning stuff. Yeah. But, you know, I had a girl rehabbing an ACL. Like, I wanted her to get comfortable absorbing some force. Yeah. So, I thought the cleans were a really good way to do that. Yeah, for You sure. know, just, like, give an example of day in and day out, I don't program cleans. But in yeah. that specific moment... It was for that time, she needed clean. Or she, I thought the clean was the best way to achieve that force absorption in a controlled environment. For sure. To give her some confidence that she was getting stronger and everything was coming back. So, mm-hmm. so that's what we went with. And I feel like I feel like people get a little confused when they watch people that like do have a specific goal. Like, because the guy that said that was a is a guy named Derek Woodsky, and he talks about because <clears throat> people talk about how much he like he would back squat throughout his career, and they're like, well, you you love to back squat. And he's like, no, I loved what back squatting did for my hammer throwing. Mm-hmm. He's like, he's like, he's like, I know now that there were other things I could have done that maybe would have benefited me more. He's like, but back then I didn't know. He's like, but I just knew that the more I could back squat, usually the further I could throw the hammer. Right. And he was a national throwing champion like mm-hmm. in Canada. Like, so it's just one of those things. It's like, it's like training demands certain, like a certain stimulus, right. Cause you're going a certain direction. I've always told people that like, 
if you're going to do a powerlifting meet, don't start running, don't start running like marathon training. And if you're going to run a marathon, don't necessarily run like five, three, one exclusively, right? Like it's like, it doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. Like you have to do the thing that leads in the same vein to your goal. Yes. Um, or else you're no, just doing like, well, I'm going to do, you know, it's like the old days. Of like, I'm going to do one day a week of like CrossFit.com. I'm going to do some CrossFit endurance and yeah. then maybe like a CrossFit bowl workout. Like, yeah, man, <laughs> I'm just going to mix program. it all. And then I'm going to achieve nothing. Yeah, and it's like, and it's like that stuff can like it can be. It, I get it. Like it can be fun. Like I, I'm guilty of doing that stuff too. Back in the like when I first started CrossFit, yeah. like it, it could be fun, man. In like, the same token, though, I don't want to be. I don't ever want to be the guy that gets with my friends and I'm like, man, I just got to do this. It's Monday. This yeah. is what I got to do today. Like, yep. man, if I want to go like throw down my friends and do their training, like I want to be flexible enough to do that too. Yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. But. You know, you just got to know where you're going and make sure that your training's aligned with that more often than not. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, anything else we want to touch on? I mean, we could talk for hours about programming. Um, yes. Um, I don't know that that kind of that covered all the questions that I had and that I've gotten lately. Cool. About it. So again, um, thanks, thanks. I mean, we got a ton of views or listen, not views, yeah, listens cool. uh, last week. So thanks everybody for checking us out. Um, hit us up with any uh, topics you'd like to hear us talk about um, and have a good week. All right. See you.